Welcome to Super Fight Freaks Podcast. It's me, it's your boy, the H-Town Hitler, and I'm joined by my guy, D-Raz, the Chinatown Coon, a.k.a. the Frampton Faggot, a.k.a. the Frampton Gadget. D-Raz, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? Uh, doing good, uh, better than ever. Yeah, let's get into it, man. It's been, uh, I, I think it's been about a month or so since we uh, hit everybody up, so we got a lot of I think time. longer than that, man, but I'm not let's sure. Let's go three months. Let's go three months. <laughs> uh, well, again, I, I do got to say, I want to come out right at the top and say, I do have a hard out, and I have to be out here pretty soon, so we got to we got to hurry this up, so let's hurry up, but go ahead, go ahead with what you're saying. Oh, well, what's your heart out? Well, we just got to hurry up. That's, you know, we just got to hurry up. All right, yeah, all right. All right, that's the show, then. Well, listen. I'm here to do it. I set aside some time to do it, but well, how, mu- how much time we- you got? This uh, it's enough to do the episode if we hurry. Then, just, then shut the fuck up. Why would you say if you hurry? Time flows at the same rate. That the, the time is time. The, we got enough yeah, to do yeah, an episode. Yeah. We got enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, that's enough. To, it's it's more than enough to do that. I right, well, then shut the fuck up. What what was the point of that? that big. No, why? Well, uh, can I? I'm just telling you that it is. You know, we gotta. You know, we gotta be hurt. We're gonna be quick about it. But it's. You know, it's. It's. Well do you have enough time a, to, to to record the uh, an episode of the length of which we usually do? Uh, I can, I probably have enough time to do two of those episodes. I'm then just shut saying. The fuck up, mods. Can we ban this this goof? Let's get the next guy in. I got a whole queue of co-hosts ready to oh, go. Oh yeah, just, oh yeah. I'm just yeah, itching. Well, so I got a whole queue of co-hosts as well. So <laughs> all right. But yeah, as I was saying, uh, I got a lot of toxicity built up, a lot, lot of gay shit been going on in the fight game and in the world, quite frankly. Uh, I, I think it's time we hit them. What do you want to start? Uh, there was a, there's been a lot of bozo versus bozo fights, but uh, there's one that that hits close to home for you, and I wanted to talk about that night. And I'm talking about <laughs> Tank Davis versus uh-huh. uh, Hector Garcia. I'm gonna say his name and put a little respect on it since you know the guy. Uh, sure. I wanted to talk about that broadcast. Did you watch that shit? Did you watch the broadcast? Yeah, I watched the broadcast. All right, so then you saw our guy, my boy. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Steven Action Jackson. Does that name ring a bell to you? The basketball player? Yeah, the 55-year-old, old-ass, crunchy-ass snooker. You might be thinking, what the hell does he have to do with boxing? What? Yeah. This is the Fight Freaks, and they're starting with Steven Action Jackson talk? How is that? Well, let me tell you this. I, I don't know why, and and I got a, actually a little rant about this that I wrote up, and that that'll circle back to this because I do know why. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, everybody at uh, Showtime has been trying to stuff, uh, shove Stephen Action Jackson down our motherfucking throats. Uh, the guy has the charisma of a vacuum. Uh, he, 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 I mean, he still dresses like a rapper in the '90s. The whole thing is embarrassing. He, there, there's no reason. It'd be like if Zach from Saved by the Bell was fucking on every NBA broadcast. Look, on, on every you know a- why? NBA broadcast. Why are we talking about this? We know why he's there. We know why. Listen, we know why I just, I, we know why he's there. I hate when we're doing these things in, in this country. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about in general. I, I hate when we. I just hate. I just hate the, the state of the world right now. When yeah. someone is just bad, they're they're just an idiot. You can't call anyone if you, if someone's black or gay or a lesbian or a trans. We can't say they're shitty at anything. You can't say that they're shitty at anything. When someone like Steven Action Jackson, the only thing he's ever been good at is dribbling some orange. I mean, just, you know, bouncing up some orange bouncy ball and shoving it through a circle. That's what he was good at. And that's the only thing he'll ever be good at in his entire fucking life. He's a bad dad. He's a bad husband. He's a bad. He's a bad person. He's shitty at everything. 
But because he's a nignog, we have to pretend that that he has anything insightful going on in his brain. There's nothing going on in his brain. There's two things in his brain. It's shoving a orange bouncy ball through a hole, and then the other thing is fucking uh, monkeys doing bat flips, banging symbols together. It's fucking <laughs> static. There's only things in his head. So we don't need to hear what he thinks about when the pressure is on. And it's the hot I do the like the image, though. I do like the image of Steven Action Jackson, our guy, coming home from a long day of work, you know, at Showtime, shit, shit, embarrassing himself, right? And he sits down, and my man's just worn out. You know, the guy's six foot six. His knees are aching. Yeah, he's he a lot of thinking chip. that day. His head was smoking. I could hear the circuit <laughs> sparking. Yeah, hold up. Guys. Hold up. So my, my guy, our guy, he likes to take a load off. So he's kind of thinking this. He's like, man, I'm about to fucking relax. So he sits down. He snaps his finger and some big old fat white woman comes walking down the hall. <laughs> he puts a black and mild in his mouth. He lights that some bitch. He pulls his. It's fucking, all indoors too. It's, indoors. it's all indoors. Yeah, yeah. And he pulls his fucking saggy jeans down, and that big ass <laughs> just starts, bound, bound, just bouncing up and, and down. <laughs> uh, you know, as he's smoking that uh, peach that black and disgusting. mild. I do like to think about that. Yeah, it is disgusting. That, but it, I do like to think. You that said that the happens. black and mild was peach flavored. Peach, yeah. Or maybe uh, wine. <laughs> yeah, tropical fusion or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's disgusting. So so let me say what I got, man. So Steven S. and Jason, you know, you know he's gonna interview these fighters good because he was an athlete and he know what people wanna know because he's been on both sides of the court, you know. Wait, why is he gonna interview him good because he was an athlete? This is I, I don't know, dude. They 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 went from Steve Farhood and Steve Farhood said, I'm I'm pitching it to my guy, Steven Ashen Jackson. And then it's and then the 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 uh, the cut opens up of Stephen Ashton Jackson and he's saying, "Look, you know I finna interview these fighters good because I was an athlete and I know what people want to know." That that's what he said. And then it cuts to him. He's okay. now like at drone. Now I'm gonna listen. I got it, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because, as I said earlier, yeah, well, keep I interrupting me so it goes longer. I have, to, I have to go soon, so I don't want to spend too much time on this. But did he really say? Like, are you are you just ad libbing that, or did he actually say that's because he's an athlete? Yes, he knows what yes, are that's why I said he said. Yeah, he said that. <laughs> well, how when, are those two things related? When H Town, you when H Town says you know what, he said or they said things. that, uh, that's, then then that's what that's what's being said. When I say he should have been like, it's because I'm a farmer and I know what people <laughs> want to know. Like, how the fuck does it matter? You're an athlete and you know what people want to know. Doesn't make any sense. I, I guess in his head, the the gymnastics was. Is that look? I used to be an athlete, but then I now I'm a fan, and so I think he thinks now he has some like uh spiritual miracle thing unlocked in his head. All right, all right. Well, yeah. I wish he would have elaborated that. That you know, okay. I'm just saying what he said when when, when yeah, H Town right. says that so and so said this, that's it, that's case closed. You don't gotta ask, you know, right, they said right. that, yeah. All right, so it shows him walking around, fucking just getting in the way at uh, drawn boots Ennis's uh, uh, training camp, you know, whatever. And so he goes up to. We mean in the locker room, or this is in the training camp. What did I just say? So you, so you said it was happening the night of the fight. So they went back. This is a piece he did earlier, pre-recorded. In the pre yeah, it's pre-recorded. It was in the preparation up to the fight. Don't oh ask another God. question. Don't don't. <laughs> oh, that's me... ridiculous. All right, go ahead. So, so, so obviously, he... I didn't see this. I said I saw the broadcast. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't see this. Well, he's stumbling around. He's stumbling around. He's probably just got done puffing a wine, black and mild, <laughs> fucking drinking forty. <laughs> He's Bumping staggering around, the, the wire's getting tangled up everywhere, and uh, <laughs> he, he he stumbles up to somebody points in the direction of like, hey, that's Boots' trainer, go ask him a question, Ashton, Ashton Jackson, go ask him a question. So he goes yeah. up, and look, this is why he's there. 
He's there to, to, to let us in. He knows what the people want to know. That's what he said. Here was his first, first of two questions. This whole 10-minute spot had two questions, right? The first one was to Boots' trainer. Man, how old you is? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was wanting. Me as a fan, that's what I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, what was his answer to that? I don't know. He said, I'm 40 fucking five, man. Or I'm 50 <laughs> fucking five. And then, and then of course, Aston Jackson, he knows that he's a star of the show. So he said, Hey, you an old head like me. He says, but I could tell you be keep, I could tell you keep it in shape just like me. And then he pulls up his fucking, his white tee uh, that's hanging down to his knees. He pulls it up and you can see that he still has abs. And it's like, what the fuck is this? And why did this make the air? You know, that and then, made the air. Well, no, no. Then this is what I gotta say. You know why it made the air. I know why. Okay, and and everyone yeah. all and, the, and, and, and I, you know, know why. And I respect. I know that you know why, and I do like that. I know why. I know all the freaks out there know why. There is no reading in between the lines. We're not. We don't have to spell it out for all these freaks because they know why this made the air. It's fucking disgraceful. But go ahead. The second question, you know, and this was well, again, that first one was good. He could have ended it right there, honestly, if you wanted. Yeah, to. because that, that I I couldn't even think of another question I wanted. So that was want- real, you know. I mean, he's really blessing the game right now by giving out a free a free yeah. question because that first one was enough. That's why they call him Ashen. So then they yeah. show a B roll clip of him again, fucking mumbling and stumbling around, high fiving and fist bumping every jogger he sees, right? And then uh, it ended. The, the The segment ended. They pitched it to Stephen Ashen Jackson one more time, and he went up to Boots. Drawn Ennis, the man himself, King Bobo, Bobo of the night, right? Actually, if you go back a couple episodes, that was one of the Bobo of the year uh, runner-ups was Drawn Boots Ennis. Uh, okay. So his question of Boots was, uh, man, you wrap your own hands before the fight? Uh, does he? No, the trainer does. <laughs> okay, no, the, oh, shit. That's why I was asking that question because I was like, there must be. I was thinking, there's no way he would have asked that question. Oh, you he thought was, he asked that because there was like a funny little anecdote or something uh, that he knew, like, oh, this. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. Or no. then they previously clued him in before you go in there. Hey, ask him about the handers because he, he does a unique thing no. that nobody else does, where he wraps his own hand. So bring it up. I thought that's what had happened, but you're saying that's not what had happened. He just organically asked that question. No, one of uh, Stephen S. and Jackson's stepkids probably told him three months ago, hey, they're going to fly your black ass out there to go interview Drawn Boo Tennis. And so he probably, <laughs> he molded in his head kind of questions for weeks, and those are the two. He wrapped your own hands. And he said no, right? Yeah, he said no, my trainer does. Or he said my cut man does. But he said no. I mean, it was. How many uh, fights have you watched that? Yeah, and I'm not saying you have to be a super fan. Listen, you know I what? Boxing, Diego, here's the thing. Uh, listen, Boc- okay, I'm gonna, well, I'm there's no, there's no reason to have called me that name. But well, right, I'm gonna edit ahead. that out so not, nobody will. Yeah, post production. Right. That's not even gonna happen. Don't even. Don't, hey, D Red, uh, I'm gonna call you Diego because I know I'm gonna edit that out. Don't even sweat. <laughs> All right, look. Now hold up. I wouldn't be surprised, and I, I know where you're going with this, but tell me if I'm wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if Stephen Ashton Jackson has been watching boxing for 30 fucking years, and that was still one of his most wondered about questions. Yeah, yeah, that, that's honestly, you know, sometimes I, it's, 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 I'm not saying it's, it's like a psyop. Sometimes I, I psych myself out. I forget where I'm at. And yeah, you're right. He probably, that is just the level of thinking, as you sometimes say, that is the level of thinking we're dealing with. You know, of course, he, he he probably has been watching boxing longer than I've been alive, and and that's yeah, that was a burning question he had of his. But you know, <laughs> I, I don't. 
it, you know, boxing is it's as gay as is you know basketball is. I'm not saying that. I bet but, he was. I bet he was trying out those questions on his fucking buddies. I bet he was doing it in the mirror to himself <laughs> for a couple of weeks leading up yeah. to this. But just to know the sport, just yeah. to, to have ever seen a fight, you don't have to be a super fan. You could probably pick any broadcast, and you'll see with your eyes in the broadcast the fighters getting their hands wrapped by by some by someone other than themselves. That was an odd question. Yeah, it's one of those things that you pick up on osmosis after just watching boxing for like, let's say even a fan, just a casual fan for a year or two. You kind of pick it up like an osmosis. You're never explicitly told or maybe not never explicitly shown that, but you just kind of realize, yeah, they're not wrapping their own hands. Yeah, Um, yeah. Well, I mean, just think about doing a task that requires two hands. And you one of the you have to perform the task on one of your hands. It doesn't have to be wrapping your hands. It could be, you know, putting on a pair of gloves or you know something like that. Yeah, it's like if you if you see a girl, need someone else to help you with that. Yeah, if if a woman comes in and she has you know a strapless dress on and the zipper starts at her ass crack and goes up to the middle of her shoulder blades. Uh, I'm not. I'm not like wondering. Even though I don't know, I wasn't there in the room. I imagine you know it's kind of like why don't need to ask her if she zipped that up herself. Probably because yeah, somebody probably, probably somebody else that. helped. Yeah, someone helped her do that. Or well, yeah, but now yeah. we know for sure. I mean, look for all the bubbles out there that was wondering. I don't think any of them are listening to this show. But anybody it's, else out there, I guess they got of, their fucking uh, into Stephen Jackson. You know Stephen Action Jackson. You know you know who he's related to, right? I'm gonna say Gary Payton or fucking Chappelle. <laughs> I don't know. No man, he's related to the big Mick, not the big, the big ashy elbow himself, Mister Big Ashy Elbows. You know who he's related to. Come on, man. Uh, the guy from uh, Sister Sister, the uh, the dad. No, I, don't, I don't know. Man, no, who's I don't King know. King Nignog. Who's King of the Nignogs? Deontay Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, this this one is the one that started all the riots and all the wall targets. Oh, <laughs> that's the boy Floyd. <laughs> he oh, nigga Floyd. Say Floyd. Oh, what? Yeah, that's his. That's his nephew. Hey. Or, Let's Whatever, get some crying emojis in the chat. Let's get some crying yeah, yeah. emojis in the chat for yeah, King Floyd. I'm seeing. I was just about to mention. I'm seeing some Ciroc emojis, and uh, I see it looks like some puffs of air, and that's and that's disrespectful. I'm gonna ask you guys to stop. The mods can get the people who are sending in the puffs of smoke or air or whatever that is. Uh, we need to get those people out of here because that's disrespectful. Yeah, but what, do, are, what are we doing here, mods? Uh, I'm but, getting. Uh, I'm real tired of having asked that. Uh, but, uh yeah yeah I, I i don't know if i don't know if you're being genuine i've taken no your, i'm being uh, dead i'm being one million bro. i gotta actually got a little sidebar we're gonna get into because i'm All being 100 right. serious he's related and if you look at action jackson and then you look at the nigga floyd they look exact they look really similar <laughs> yeah two broke two broke down uh yeah kind of guys two gorillas you, yeah. with monkeys doing symbols back i didn't know they brains. stack shit that high kind of guys yeah two yeah of them, that's yeah. two of them yeah, well, anyway, you know, he loved his cousin, man. He loved He loved that, man. Hey. He loved that, he loved it that hurt, man. It hurt him when he overdosed on drugs and died. That hurt him, man. Oh, when man. When he saw hey. the way. Man, that that's a waste crazy. of a life, man. That was, so he loved him and all that, right? And uh, he didn't love him enough to help him get out of the situations. He clearly, you know, to help him with the addictions he had or any yeah. of the situations he had. Yeah, fuck but he that, did love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even even though he's a millionaire, you know, fifty times over, he didn't love him enough to give him a couple thousand bucks to send him to rehab or maybe get his life back on track. He, man, he was willing to let that old him... nigga Floyd, man. 
<laughs> he was willing to let him panhandle. Well, that's the whole the... two wolves. That's the whole two wolves paradox. Yeah, and he fed the wrong wolf. Yeah, <laughs> He's feeding, yeah, yeah. I like to I think both thought... of those wolves have pot bellies. They're both getting fed real good. <laughs> They're both eating Lunchables and Hot Pockets. <laughs> honey buns. Stuff. Some great honey drink, bun. yeah. Yeah, honey but they, so they... <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, so he wasn't willing to, but he was willing to let the you know the the homie Floyd panhandle for Lucy cigarettes and then uh, overdose on fentanyl and get choked out by the police and die. He was willing to do that. He loved him that much. But anyway, so he loved that man, that his cousin. Anyway, uh, I, I you can't find this video online because you know Kanye West. He, he's a uh, sometimes he's an ally, sometimes he's not. But you know sometimes he is an ally. He's always and, a bozo. Well, you know, whatever. We have different stances on that. But uh, he recently made a video saying that, like, you know, the Floyd, he he was a, you know, he was a homeless drug addict piece of shit, and he died on drugs, <laughs> and that's his fault. And fuck him, basically, is what he said. Woo! You can't really find, you can't really find the video, but you know, fuck him, he died or whatever, and then yeah. uh, he, you know, he's a bad guy. And uh, he said, that he, I guess he personally said something about the Stephen Jackson, like. And he talks all this like he loves his cousin. He's using it for clout. He's like, you know, I sent the family money for real. And, you know, you didn't or whatever. And then the, <laughs> so Steven Jackson recently, and I don't I would love to know. I would love for you to watch this. I can only assume he only has a couple of outfits. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing, an, you know, an outfit. You know, hey, it was a white shirt like you mentioned. And I'd like you to go back and watch this video. Maybe you can find and, and go back and juxtapose out the, the Showtime broadcast and see if it was on the same day. Uh, so I, you know, I don't know. It might have been on the same day, but right. he, uh, you know, responds to him. He's in his outfit and says, "Okay, you know what? I got killers in this. I got killers in the street, and it's you know, it is you know what it is when you see me. So I see you talking about you talking about Georgie like that. You talking about Georgie like that? Okay, we got problems now. We got problems now. So, so it looks like he's gonna send his shooters to come and kill Kanye West because he was talking <laughs> about that man Georgie that he loved so much, you know." I, I don't are you is this a real thing i mean no I'm, and i know i do the bit on you a lot where i say no this is a thousand i can send you to some link yeah of course uh, yeah well that's okay well okay well hey all the freaks out there you guys heard it first uh you know this is exactly the kind of thing that should be emailed to me uh i don't like to have to depend on DRAS for pressing news like that i should have been informed that we got we got dogs on the ground you know why am i not being in the loop right that? you know what i'm saying yeah, that, that, they drop. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at you, Draz. I'm not. I'm not coming at you for this. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But a lot, lot of people should have let me know about that uh, months ago, because that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, this is the first yeah. time hearing about that. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, there it is. The I would have loved to comment on that video. You, you know, I would have yeah, enjoyed that video. I'd send that to you at some yeah. point. Be a King Honeybun and 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 Action Jackson. Wow. They cousins. They wow. cousins. And he gone, and he misses him. He misses him. All right, so so sticking with Gervonta uh, Davis, uh, I, I wanted to talk about him, and, and I've ran this by you, but 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 it still blows my fucking mind. You know, L- look, we, we can t- talk about him, his skills in the ring, how good he is or isn't, but but at least someone offensively, he appears to be talented. You know, he 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 cherry picks his fights. It's very careful who he fights, who he doesn't. There's 25 guys that are undefeated. At uh, 135, none of them are going to fight each other, so it's fine, you know, whatever. He appears to be to have somewhat of a boxing IQ, but that's it. The guy is so fucking dumb and seems criminal. You know, it, it would literally be like if you saw a prize fighter that was retarded 
And it's like, man, he's good, but how should we really be making him do that? You know, does he even know what he's doing? The guy is so fucking stupid, right? So I saw him on a, a, a on Barstool, right? He had this video, and it was with this guy uh, called Caleb, right? And Caleb has these interviews on Barstool. He puts them on YouTube. Oh, Caleb Presley. Caleb Presley, yeah, they're really funny, you know. Uh, yeah, they're really, yeah, I like this a lot. But it's really obvious, you know, that it's like comedic in nature. It's almost like an Eric Andre type interview where, like, really quick, you're kind of keyed in on what this is, you know. When Eric yeah. Andre was doing it, nobody else was doing it at the time. But now it's like the shtick is kind of to what it is. You see it immediately as the person. It's as real. It's, you, it's as serious as you take it. Like, you're, you know, obviously he's just joking. You, you yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. There's no serious illusion you make now. It. You know, in 2023, when these kind of interviews happen as the athlete or the actor, you can either play along or not. But you're, yeah, exactly. There's no illusion. You understand that this is all for yeah. laughs. Yeah. And you could tell that Javante, he was able to register that, right? He was able to register in his head that this, that is, this, was... this is a funny thing, that this is for funny. This is for yeah. a joke. This is for yeah, math. Yeah. He he understood that, but no, he, in his brain, I think he's. This is for smile time. I think that's what it said in his brain. That's how the that's how it was, you know how you know how, like they got real fast computers nowadays, and yeah, if you yeah, compare yeah, that yeah. to like the Windows ninety five, how it would be a little different. Yeah, yeah. So think about how a human brain that would have like what a standard human brain is capable of. Okay, so they, our human brain would be computers today. His brain would be like a Windows ninety five compared. No, his so, brain so, you know, would the, be like the one in the in the sixties or the forties when they were the size of the a whole room. room it takes and it was all room. just switches, and it was all just pure binary machine code. That like that, he's he's one of those big motherfuckers. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he comes up in the room, right? You could tell he's got his handlers everywhere, and in the way I know he has his handlers everywhere, it's not because they're in the frame, but his eyes are darting around because he's always confused. And he's kind of looking like, how am I supposed to react to that? You know. Well, anyways, the whole they have a whole little skit where uh, Caleb asks, you know, like, hey, would have you ever accepted money for a fight? The whole thing is going to be that he sets him up to look like he's accepting blackmail, right? So they so they have him open up a box, right? And uh, that was a joke that oh, you're a boxer. Well, this is an unboxing. You know, he didn't understand that joke. So he's digging uh, around and he finds a Manila envelope, and on the Manila envelope it says blackmail. And uh, Caleb was like, uh, can you go in and read that for me, Tank? And Tank kind of hesitates, and he says, uh, it says black male. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, it's one word. You know, that's it's blackmail. It's one word. But he says this black male, yeah, you know, like yeah. a guy, like it's a black male perpetrator. This you know, for, like this, a, this envelope is for a black male. Yeah. And uh, uh, so Caleb says, well, do you know what that is, Tank? You know what blackmail is? And Tank, again, he's looking at his handlers, and he says, uh, that's porno. And it's like, dude, this is not, he's not going to get the joke. He's not going to get the routine. But if so, you're you know, Caleb, he probably doesn't know who Tank quite is, really. He probably thought that he was dealing with a human being. They actually, yeah. and I don't want to cut you off, I'm going to let you get right back to it. But do you remember, they had a brief interaction on the red carpet about four years ago. Do oh, yeah, that's legendary. That? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that is, a, it had a very similar outcome. And I don't think Caleb remembered that. Because if he would have remembered that, he would have known that. This guy is not going to – any of these – I'm wasting my time on a lot of these jokes because he's not going to get them. Yeah, they essentially – they record. ran through the – Caleb kind of – he's a pro. He kind of saw that this guy's not – he don't get it. So he just kind of ran through the phases of the skit like Usain Bolt, just boom, 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 you know, whatever. Let's move on. Let's end the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, if you go and read the comments, there's a lot of red-pilled comments. You know, people are really wondering about the IQ of these people – uh, so anyways, that, well, that's you remember a that red carpet interaction. He, he he was talking to him and then, uh, 
very blatantly at that time, Davis was trying to get his handler in there, and the handler knew what was going on right away. It was Leonard Ellerby. He tried to jump in there and say, okay, yeah, well, we're not talking about, you know, we're not doing anything. Hey, don't worry about that. Hey, I don't tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was probably mind-fucked for probably about a week. It took him to recover, get get him back on track. Get back on focus, yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, so, so that's all I wanted to say, and I just had this thought. I just wanted to put out there in the ether, you know, like, I know where the fight So that had freaks. nothing to do with the fight, huh? It was just about the... Uh... I, no, 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 I do got a little... Look, what do you want me to say about the fight? Watch a fucking highlight, you know, whatever. Well, what yeah, happened yeah. is exactly what you thought was going to happen, okay? Well, yeah. Well, ta- wow. This is my one thought about the fight, you know, and look, they call us the fight freaks. We're supposed to talk about fights. D-Rez, what do you say we throw them a bone and we talk about fights for just 10 seconds? Like normal uh, human quickly. beings. Yeah, very quickly. quickly. Your, your time is measured. I do want to get in and out. I don't want to spend all day talking about fights. Uh-huh. So I had this thought, man. There's a level of parody in boxing that's actually pretty good. Like I do like seeing tank fight guys like Hector Garcia, right? I do like watching tank fight guys like uh, who's that one bozo, the Roly Romero? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I do I do like seeing these guys that are, you know, in reality, they might have a belt or they might not, but they're kind of like good guys that aren't any of the undefeated guys. You, you know, like I do like seeing them mix them up with that, but the problem is that there's just too much of that, right? And then you look at yeah. the UFC. The UFC, for the most part, look, if you got to pick two evils, you're going to pick the UFC's problem. But I think what the UFC does badly is there's too many fucking rematches. And I think what happens in the divisions in the UFC, especially like competitive divisions, or at least divisions that are perceived to be competitive, is you just get the circle jerk of literally only top guys fighting only other top guys. And it just feels hard. You feel like the division has already moved on, but the booking hasn't caught up to it. You know, it's like the top fights in welterweight. I mean, we're literally about to watch Jorge Masvidal fight. uh, Who's the bug, the worm? They've been talking about trying to get them to fight. Uh, uh, Oh, Gilbert Burns. Yeah, yeah, he's going to fight Gilbert Burns, you know, and it's like, God, that fight is so not necessary. You know, there's so many well, I guys. Talking about you get you get those elite guys, about four or five elite guys, and yeah, you're right. It's like, which are – Yeah, there's you, no you need for a – And then Usman. you get – well, it's just that you get like – it'll be so hard. It'll take so long for somebody to break through that when they when someone does eventually break through, there's going to be like one of these guys that are still going to be – like one of these top four or five is going to be around. When the next guy breaks through, you know, so like you have that like Bilal Muhammad. There's plenty of good guys. Dude, Bilal like, Muhammad. Who's the Shamdak Ramadak Bozo? That oh, yeah, been the undefeated for years. He's a fucking killer. Right? Yeah, and it's like, when is he going to break through? When he breaks through, it's like, I would have loved to have seen his chance against any one of these guys. He'll maybe get to fight one of them. Not any, but no. Yeah, you, know, you look at Kobe, all. you know, look at Jorge Masvidal, right? He fought Usman twice for no reason. He fought Colby Covington for no reason. He's fighting Gilbert Burns. For no reason. It's like, man, I get that he's a big name, and it's awesome that all the top guys kind of fight each other. But at some point, it's like you wish there was more parity. So that, that was just my only thought. I just wanted to put it out there. In boxing, I do like the idea that there is so much parity, but the top guys obviously never fight, and that's way worse I, than I would the rather UFC's have problem. But I'm, I'm fucking sick of the rematches. I do not want to sit down and watch Usman versus – who's he rematching right now? Leon Edwards, number three. Yeah, I do not want to watch that. That's number three. You know that. Yes, I do not want to watch that. 
I do not want to see uh, 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 Izzy and the other guy run it back so quickly. I just don't fucking like That'll it. That'll be their fourth fight, technically, because they fought twice in kickboxing. Even if you just count it as, as a rematch, it's like, okay, well, if Izzy wins, then we just see again Izzy fight through all the contenders. Like, let's let it be this for a while. You know, boxing does do it right in, in some ways, but, you know, in so many other, there's fucked up. But but I hate the immediate rematch, immediate trilogy. The Moreno-Figueredo, those guys have fought each other four fucking times in a row, basically. I'm I'm sick of it. The UFC just gets stuck in that. It's the same thing with the lightweight division. All of these guys are fighting each other over and over, yet right underneath them, well, there's guys you remember that need to break through uh, and they Holloway haven't been had to fight Volkanovski. They, they fought each other three times, and it was twice back-to-back. Yeah, for back. no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got real clear after the second fight what this is. Why do we need to see it again? And I, I know I just don't like immediate rematches. UFC, it's better the, than the boxing, though. It is better than it boxing, is better. Though. But the last two years of the UFC, I think especially, man, there's been so many immediate rematches, and it's almost like now it's just a given. You're a champion, you lose, or well, immediate rematch. I'm, I'm like, yeah, now that is annoying. Yeah, I will agree with you. That is annoying. That if basically if you're the champion, you lose. It's like the WWE or sort of but you're saying rematch clause or some shit. It doesn't make any sense. That yeah, like. Oh, he was such a good champion. Of course they're going to run it back. Like, why of course? Oh, fucking Usman got sent to the shadow room. So why of course they send it back? How about he fight a contender and then, and then he, I mean, is he not good enough to do that? If he got sent to the shadow room once, let him. Oh, yeah, he did good. It was good. But there's just no reason for it. Like you're saying, there's no reason for there to immediately be a rematch. But like I said, I'd rather have that be the case than in boxing when we just never get any of these fights at all. Well, I got to agree with you there. Let's uh, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna pass it to you. I'm gonna let you throw up a quick one. Part one is gonna end soon. I'm gonna let you throw up a quick thought. I know you got to be seething about something, or, may, or maybe you got something positive. You got anything positive, D Res? Oh, well, you're saying just anything at all? Anything at all? Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't prepared for that. No, I have nothing. I, there's nothing going on, nothing in my head. All right. Man. I've been losing a lot of weight lately. I've been doing a lot of that. Tell, tell, okay, personal. tell everybody about the 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 real quick the opportunity that you might be fighting in February. Just give us a preview. I'm definitely gonna be fighting in February. I don't know what else to say more than that. I'm gonna be fighting in February, guys. So let's get excited. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna? Are you gonna be the jab man? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Oh, you gonna no, be, what are you gonna do? It's gonna be a whirlwind of punches. It's gonna be mayhem. It's gonna be 20 seconds. Looking for a 20 second knockout. Vitor Belfort early. UFC How many jabs are you gonna throw? Zero jabs. How many punches are you gonna credited. try to dodge? I might be credited for a jab here or there, but it'll just because it was in the midst of a combination of ten punches. So I might be credited for one in the compy box, but uh, it's not gonna be no jabs, no punches dodged, four punches absorbed. I'll absorb a few punches in the, in this, and it'll be freaking mayhem. Think if you could think of a car wreck, but minus the cars. That's what I'm going to go for. I'm going to sprint across the <laughs> ring, and there's going to be a car wreck, and it's going to be pretty good. 20, second, 20 seconds of mayhem. It's going to be awesome. Oh, I can't that wait. Is, I think that's a good that's way to February. That's, that's February. February. All right. I can't wait for that. Uh, let's Let's end part one right there, and we'll be back in just a moment for part two. All right, thanks for joining us for part two. And uh, if you can believe it, I'm going to start off part two by getting just a little bit off topic. I know it's hard to believe. That's what I'm about to do. Are you ready for that, D-Ras? I'm ready. And actually, it's going to start kind of on topic, uh, uh, but we'll circle back. Okay. So, uh, you know, as I've gotten darker over the years, you know, the kind of cesspools in the internet that I like to hang around, I see a lot of bad shit. And uh, there's a, <laughs> I just saw this post. Uh, <laughs> you know, we were just talking about uh, 
you know, the saint, the homie, the brother, the cousin, the all. I'm talking about George Floyd, right? Mm-hmm. And that whole controversy. Well, I'm, I'm seeing this video that just got posted. I guess it's on TikTok or something, you know. And uh, <laughs> did you see the video I was talking about about Stephen Thompson? No, I'm gonna look for that. I can't wait. I can't wait to see that. But this is another one. It looks like it's on on TikTok, and they're calling out a police department. It says fucking horrific. Lodi Police Department is disgraceful. Blast them for murdering a family pet yesterday, and it's showing a video, right? And it's a video of a. Uh, a couple of uh, good California policemen doing their job uh, that goes often underappreciated. Well, anyways, they're killing this dog, this family dog. And one of them has got a like a noose around its neck and the other is lining up with the taser and the dog shaking and shit. And they're, mur- oh, they're, they're murdering the damn dog, you know. Is it a big dog? Uh, it's, a, it's, it's like the size of our dog. It's like a medium-sized dog. You know, you've seen ours. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're murdering. The dog is looking at the camera. Uh, and uh, he's shaking, he's shaking and howling, and it's the three of them. You know, they got the whole block parked off, their guns are all drawn, and they're all they're tasing it, they're lightening up. They're like, Stop resisting, (laughs) yeah, exactly. The whole rigaroo. And uh, as they're lighting up with the taser, the other guy who has the noose around his neck, he starts dragging the dog, so the dog is being dragged. And uh, as this is happening, there's an overlay because I guess it's on TikTok or IG or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it it says. It says rest in peace, Enzo. And it's a pair and it's a pair. It's a it's the black praying hands emoji followed uh, by dove flying emoji. So to see the rest yeah. in peace, Enzo, while this dog is fucking I don't know. I, I just in some way cracked. Getting tortured. Well, I don't get where the pair. So do we know why that happened? Uh the only other context I have is says also we found out later he did not attack anyone or any kids. So I, I guess how, how did you Enzo, find that out later? I don't know. But I guess over there in Lodi, California, wherever this is at, instead of a calling, you know, humane control, they just get the cops out there and they, they solve the problem right then and there. But I just well, love I the rest. In, to go ahead rest and in put peace, a dub Enzo. In the chat for the Lodi barman and for Enzo, you can you put whatever you want. You want to put a dove in the chat for Enzo? Or you want to put a pair like one of the the gun, the gun. Uh, press F to Lodi. pay respect. How about that? Uh, press F to pay respect. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know where that's from? That pe- press F to pay respect meme. What? On one of the Call of Duties, like, I don't know if you've ever seen that meme out there in the flesh, but uh, on one of the uh, Call of Duties, like, 12 years ago or whatever, I guess the, the campaign starts with, like, one of your friends dying or whatever, and so you're at the funeral, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a button prompt comes up, and it says, press F to pay respect. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. So uh, that's that's always been a thing since then. But anyways, yeah. So so that that was my off topic rant in, in this the next video one. games are so fucking gay, dude. That's so gay. <laughs> yeah, oh, and right now they're at peak gayness. I, I mean, you have, you've you've been out of the video game uh, landscape for I don't know what seven eight years now. We're yeah. at peak. We're at levels of homo previously thought impossible to reach. Really, and we're not even halfway up. That's the scary part. Well, you know, because it's weird. Now that I go back and think about video games, I do think like when you explain that to me. That yeah, that's fucking gay or whatever to be playing your Call of Duty and whatever the guy's name was, so so for toast or whatever I forgot yeah, his yeah. name, whatever. I'm at toast funeral and he's he's dead in the casket and there's some fat retard Doritos and Mountain Dews <laughs> getting the mo- <laughs> uh, So let's let, let's keep it going right now. That is. You said gay is Matt. Like what are they doing now? Is I, 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 to- what is are they so trans? He's trans and gets killed because he's trans or something. Literally, like that. if if you play if 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 you start up Warzone right now, if you start up Warzone. First of all, something off topic, you know, with games, the UI design, you know, like the way information is presented to you, 
before. Okay. I like you probably don't even know what that is, but no. it's so horrible now that like everybody knows what UI is because you know it's user interface, but it's just so fucking terrible. Like everything has to look like the Hulu app in a game now. You know, it's just impossible to navigate. Well, anyways, oh, okay. When you fire up Warzone, that's the Call of Duty Battle Royale. You're greeted uh, of an image of a black trans woman of alopecia in camo like that's the fuck really that's the mascot for this season yeah it's a black trans they them with alopecia so that's you know uh. and like i said we're not even halfway up these, these are previously thought impossible levels of global homo that we're reaching that's and something and we're i completely not even forgot halfway about up. yeah because i knew that they have infected almost every aspect of our lives of tv with movies with everything I actually, you know, because I'm not in the video game world, I completely forgot yeah. that, yeah, they've probably infected the video games. And those are probably one of the most hardest hardest uh, attack things because that's what the kids are really playing. So those are probably the most infected is video games with the, yeah, all that trans, globo, homo, nignogs, we're actually Vikings yeah. uh, shit. So, so that's crazy. So so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to thread the needle to try to keep this a little bit on, on topic now. Uh, you were talking about that you might have some fights in Mexico, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I've already expressed that hey, that's going to be dangerous. But uh, anyways, I, I I see a lot of these clips, and uh, you know how we have like the Tide Pod challenge and the uh, do the nene and the uh, planking or whatever you guys are filming yourselves doing now. Because you're more sure. you're more a TikTok guy, I'm more of a video game guy. So so whatever. I'm not more of a TikTok guy. Yeah, though, all right, D Raz, I don't I do not want to expose you. Let's not make all this, right, whatever. Let's we'll not make this on. that. <laughs> okay, please, please. All right. All right. Uh, so yeah, you're a big TikTok guy. You're doing the sure. Cupid Shuffle, the Nah Nah, do you dance, do you dance, all that kind of bullshit, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah hand yeah, dances. Well, what they're doing in Mexico is it's a different kind of challenge. I think it's called the Funky Town Challenge, and the oh, reason right, why yeah. it's called the Funky Town Challenge, you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, I know where you're going with it. No, you don't. How do you know this? Yeah. I know where you're going with this. Okay. Well, th- it's called the Funky. You're doing Town the, challenge. It's, it's going to be gross here in a second. Yeah, uh, because uh, what they do this is this isn't they, real. What you're saying is not real. No, it is real, and I'll send you videos. I'll drop one in the one, chat. No, right now. you do not. It happens send me all the time, D. Raz. You want me to start blowing up your phone? It happens more. T- <laughs> I can't. I can't get on these websites anymore without seeing a new one. Everybody get on these websites. In the everybody's first place. doing these challenges. Everybody's right, doing these right. challenges. So, so you, basically, you get a radio and you put up. It's time to take down a funky town. You play that song. Nah, but the challenge and the reasons the challenge when they don't get in Mexico, they don't understand how challenges work. Their chat with the challenge, the challenge is you, yeah, you, you, you get the song and you play funky town. But the challenge should be you have to surf the radio and organically wait for somebody to play <laughs> the song funky town. That should be the challenge. And well, I, I, challenge. I would rather take that challenge than this because what, what what they do is you find that song, you, you, you blare that song, bitch, you really pump it. And what you do is you, then you get, you get, a, you get a person, you skin them. Well, first you put them a, a bunch of cocktails of drugs to keep them alive. Right. And then you skin them alive. And I'm talking about the face. I'm talking about the hair. All I should be able to see. How do you, red. how does the cocktail drugs keep them alive? I think they pump pump you up with just a, a bunch of shit like cocaine or whatever, just for a short burst, just to give you so much adrenaline that you stay alive. And then, of course, you're going to have a heart attack or or just die naturally, you know, but it gives you a short immunity. To fight through it. Yeah, to, to, to just stay alive. So does anyway, does it not hurt either? Does it hurt you? I, I think no, I, I think I think everything hurts. I, I think a lot of pain being felt. Uh, but, yeah, they skin you alive. Uh, take out your eyes, of course cut off your tongue, you know, whatever they want to do, however however deep it down dirty you want to get with it, 
then you cut off some of the limbs, right? And then you just then you just get the camera rolling and hey, let's film this and see what happens. So I saw one Funky Town challenge recently with a guy. He got no eyes, right? And he goes to uh, feel his hand, and then when he sees that his hands are cut off, he starts freaking out by like squirming on the ground. But anyway, so yeah, be careful in Mexico for that. That's really big right now with the Zoomers and the cartels over there. Ah, the Funky Town Challenge. If you hear that song being played, get the fuck out of there. You know what's weird is, you know, we have a problem with Africans over here, kind of. Yeah. Uh, or or, but you think about them like. You think about African Americans. Let's be clear, it's not uh, Egyptians. You know, we're not talking about Moroccans. No, we're talking about sub Saharans. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, listen, I'm just talking about African Americans like in Chicago. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. And you talk about all the murders they do. They have a lot of shootings. There's a lot of there's we would say a lot of senseless killing, right? Going on. Yeah. But then you think about you know, maybe it's just because it's so far away and maybe they they don't have the I don't know, they're not technologically advanced. But I don't hear about this happening in, in Kenya. Or Nigeria, I don't hear about any. Well, of these a lot things. of the challenges I see over there happening, and uh, they got one called the Spit Roast Challenge, and I've seen this one multiple times. Or this one's called the Lacing Challenge. Anyways, what they like to do is the the hack you, hack you up with a machete, but kind of keep you alive. You know, you still you're fighting, you're fighting, but the fight's leaving you quickly. And then they put a tire over you, uh, gasoline that tire up, light that bitch, and then you get cooking, and that and that's a challenge over there. It's happening. That's in Africa. Yeah, that's in Sub-Sahara. I, I see that a lot. I also see so the doing, I the, the kid, I'm just saying it just seems like in I've seen the spit roast like, challenge where they got a guy tied up, literally like a spit roast, and they have him over a flame, like a campfire, but not on the fire. Just so cooking. the heat is, yeah, heat the is heat, getting him. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. So, uh, no, you'd be wrong there. Uh, well, okay, I was just saying, okay, so you answer there. this for me, because I just think about all these things that are happening so close yeah. in Mexico, and I'm like, wow, these are the worst these savages are the worst of the worst. They're discovered, you know. There's no saving these people. We need to get rid of them. And it's in Mexico, and it's just weird that oh, that doesn't quite translate over to the Mexicans in America. But you're saying it also happens oh, well, in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it also happens over there. And uh, you're saying it will the, those Mexicans will translate over to America eventually. It's, it's the same ones. Uh, yeah. To the, I, I don't mean, know what we're gonna do. We have to move to yeah. Japan or something. Is Japan good or they they got problems? I've actually seen a lot of video. I mean, it's funny. You know, you name any country and and you, you would think it's a safe haven. There's a there's a lot of nignogs causing wreaking havoc, breaking store windows in Japan. I'm seeing I'm seeing packs of twenty or thirty of them fighting, hollering, scooting. You know, in the, in the Japanese are just trying to ignore them. Uh, yeah, it's everywhere, man. In Japan, uh, is in Japan, man, in Japan. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Anyways, let, 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 let's get a little positive, right? Uh, let's talk uh-huh. about. Let's go back to MMA. Keep it on topic for just a bit, just a second. I don't want to spend this whole podcast talking about fights. Um, and I, I think we haven't really I, spent I, any of it talking about fights. Well, I think it's really unfortunate that we branded ourselves the Super Fight Freaks, and we, every now and then we bring that up. That was really unfortunate because I feel like we're pigeonholed. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, do, I, I didn't know it would become my least favorite thing on earth. When we yeah. did that, but it yeah, the gayest did. thing, yeah, it, yeah. Is, is boxing. L- literally being saved by YouTubers and TikTokers. You made I an know. apt prediction two years ago. You said that pretty soon it's going to be that the TikTokers and the Instagrammers, or whatever, they're going to be the real boxers. And uh, boy, that was that was a money prediction. Every year, yeah, was, every day the calendar turns. It's a little guys, bit more, yeah, a apt. little more right, yeah. Uh, anyways, I, I got a hit list. We we did bozos of the year last year, I think, or last episode. Oh, which might have been last year. Uh, yeah. 
So I'm, I want I want to be a little positive, and I got one guy I'm going to add uh, to the hit list of 2023 potential bozo of the year. My guy, Dela Madalena. That's a classic name. That's a great name for a fighter. Dela Madalena, UFC welterweight. Have you seen this guy at all? That is a cool name. No, I haven't. His first name is Jack, and then his his nickname is Dela. But just drop the Jack, just Dela Madalena. That sounds absolutely sickening he's coming from australia and dude i don't know what happened the guys in australian mma have fucking good hands now i mean it's sick this guy de la madalena i think in pure like pure boxing ways has the best hands i've seen in mma in a long time really not the most powerful Powerful to connor better than connor i'm saying like actual real boxing skill real boxing counters i mean mcgregor is probably a much better striker Right. Yeah. And and obviously Volkanovsky is a much better striker than this guy. But in just purely hands, using his hands like a boxer, the type of counters, the type of distance management, Dela Madalena, mm, chef's kiss, buddy. This guy is Whoa, top wait. shelf, uh, welterweight, one seventy. I don't know how good he is. He got stopped back to back to start his career. He's rattled off like thirteen wins since then, like three mm. or four in a row in the UFC. He did the Dana White's contender bullshit. Those Wednesday night fight. Uh, shit shows uh so I, I don't know how good he really is but his highlights are oh just class he doesn't look too fast and he doesn't look too powerful so i think it's not going to work in the end but the actual skills he's showing with his hands oh my god have you seen uh that new kid he's like 15 the paul roses the yeah, roses i can't Moses. stand that goofball he's kind of good yeah. i guess no my gosh that, that he is uh, think of the disease it makes you uh, hate zoomers I, the, you know like everybody who's under 23 right now should have their heads cut off. I'm a zoomer as well, but yeah, uh so, so yeah. Eagle, you're see, closer so. to 30 than 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 25. <laughs> no, first of all, no, I'm not. And second of all, I'm a yeah, I'm a zoomer. That's what zoomers are. But uh if, if anything's worse than a zoomer, it's somebody who wishes they were a zoomer and lies. About I'm it. not wishing. I wish uh no so yeah, you think a a, do you think Paul Go Razamozo Rosas, whoever we're talking about, he would think you're an old fucking man. He would think oh, he, he would he would look at you and say, "Get that fucking millennial out of my face," uh, uh, you know, before I lose my mind. That's what he would think. No, he wouldn't. I'm a Gen what Z. What do he well. think? He would think, "Oh, you're close to my I don't, age." No, I don't give a fuck what he would think. He doesn't have any thoughts in his head, and that's what <laughs> I wanted to say about that guy. Have you ever heard of the disease alcohol, uh, fetal alcohol syndrome? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've been made aware. Yeah, yeah. This is that. Okay, if anyone out there doesn't know what out fecal fecal. <laughs> Oh, damn. Fetal alcohol syndrome, but they know what this guy is. This guy is that, then you know the disease because this guy is the fetal alcohol syndrome if it was a person. Jeez, have you seen this guy looks fucking disgusting. You know, you know what sucks for him? You know what sucks for him? If he if he was what? like. He can't, he's deaf and blind. He looks like he has fetal alcohol syndrome. No, no, That's you know what really for. sucks for him is, is this guy should be drowning in, in coochie, right? He should be able to get any girl to give him sloppy top. You know, from yeah, the ages of like what? Because he's like what seventeen himself. So no, from he's like 18. sixteen, I think he's okay. eighteen. All right, so, so we'll say from the ages of eighteen to like twenty-eight. Uh, let's go seventeen or oh, sixteen in some states. But right, sixteen. But let's, to be fair, we'll say seventeen to twenty-eight. Right, seventeen to twenty-eight. He should be able to get any any dime piece to give him sloppy top like that, and I still think he probably gets left on red because he's so fucking goofy looking, dude. His knuckles are dragging on the ground, and he's not only he ugly, he's goofy ugly. It's not like goofy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 
in a movie that's the sidekick goofy friend. Some guys could be ugly and they're still like, man, you know, there's some about him, you know, you know, like a Tony Soprano. No, this guy looks like he has fetal alcohol syndrome and yeah. it's contagious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know he's frustrated because he's probably hyper. He probably wants to fuck so bad. So he's probably just getting into every DM he can. And he's like, why is yeah, it not working? He, he why is it not be... working? Why is it not working? You know, he's not any getting... girl south of 30 for him and north of 18 should be free game for him. And it's not. And, you know, that. Yeah, I mean, that's probably where a lot of this rage probably, is probably it's the fat girls, the slam pigs, you know, the ones that have black guys. You know, it's probably those are the and only he's still ones. probably intimidated by them because he's such a novice in that game because, you know, he's not getting He's just so damn ugly, dude. Yeah. He's just so but Isn't that unfortunate? Ugly. Isn't that you're cruel that you, you're put in that position where that should just come at will and you just can't get it? And he it's, has this horrible speech impediment, so you know his charisma is very low. Charisma points. I bet you anything on. he's going through his sister's fucking uh, uh, <laughs> panty drawer and jerking off. You know, he's got so much pent-up energy, Zoomer. You, you know, well, you know, you play those, you know, you know, F Town, you, you play those video games, and you, I mean, you, I don't know about much of it, but you know, when you're making your little night guy or whatever, he's a, the yeah, swordsman yeah. or whatever, and you got to give him his attributes, and he's got, you know, you're going to give him 10 points to agility, 10 points to strength or whatever. He, this guy has, with the speech impediment, and that's like a curse. He has a negative fucking charisma, negative, uh, charisma is an attribute, right? Uh no, I mean I guess it depends well, on the game. Oh okay okay yeah. Well I would think that would be. Is there an attribute that relates to talking or persuading people? Uh, Intelligence maybe. I yeah maybe int. I don't play a lot of RPGs so I, I don't know. But yeah, that's what certainly... was that one you played? The Last Swordsman or the Last Elden Rings or whatever? Oh Elden Ring. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no no that... there there was nothing like that necessarily. There, you're no you're not like talking to NPCs trying to convince them of shit. But yeah, uh, well, yeah then, I, I know what you're be, saying. Yeah, that would be good for this guy then, because yeah, he has negative charisma, the speech impediment, the retarded face, and the haircut that doesn't do him any favors either. That's not. He should just shave his head, because the haircut <laughs> makes him look like a broccoli or something. I mean, he, it is ridiculous. So I, I've I've only seen him the one time, and I want him to get beaten badly for some for some reason. I, yeah, I, really I want, want him to get beat by a man too. Somebody who looks like yeah, a I want him to get ass whooping on him. Like he should fight Tim like Boach. He should have to fight Tim Boach. In his next fight. Yeah, he should have to fight Andre Arlovsky in his next fight. No, that'd be a three-round decision that he'd probably squeak squeak out a win. <laughs> that would uh, be Tim the Barbarian. But oh, have you seen the slap fighting thing that's been going on? Yeah, it's it's funny, too, because it's like, I don't mind. I, I think it's gay, and I think it's kind of stupid. But it's watchable enough in, like, a YouTube short format. I'll watch a 10-second yeah. clip of it, but I'm not going to watch an hour show. I don't want to hear your backstory. I don't want to hear any trash talk. Oh man, have you seen Cornette talking about it? No, is he uh, I'm guessing he's not a fan. Oh, he, yeah, he's not a fan. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. I didn't met anybody yeah. that is a fan. Yeah, that's another thing he brings up. He's like, I have not ran into a single person who's a fan of who like how do they convince the networks to fucking do this? He's like, I have not met a single person that thought this was cool. And then he but dude, the promos he cuts are hilarious. And he was just cutting shit like, you know, just Oh, you know, they're doing this for the amount of money that oh, you couldn't get a fucking mechanic to skip one shift to come and do this. They're not making any money doing this. It's fucking embarrassing. And then they showed a video of it, like showed him a video. And he's like, oh, I can't wait for what's next. Who can who can take the best stabbing or who who can get shot with a gun? <laughs> yeah. Do that. Who can take the most the podcast? I saw, I, saw, I saw this post. Let me read it to you because this is tell me how app. Tell me what podcast this is. Right. So somebody was so pissed. They typed this up. Uh yeah. So zero 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 show opens with ten minutes of ads. 
10 minutes of a mid card of a mid card AEW promo intro music. Finally, 20 minutes into the podcast. Yo, we are back. Forgive me if I butcher your name. It's Iranian tobacco. And then this person goes on to read subscriber names for 20 minutes. And then at the 40 minute mark, we get 20 more minutes of ads. And then at the one hour mark, we get, Hey Conan, did you see this thing about the liberals? And then Conan says, uh, what's the question DI? And then, uh, uh, and then uh, D.I. Uh, you know, tells him the liberals and Conan says, what a bunch of snowflakes. And then uh, for the next uh, hour to hour 21, we get 20 more minutes of ads. And then uh, at the 90 minute mark, we get yo sign up for the Patreon. That's where we make some real paper. Only 89 buck every five day to listen to D.I. bury any wrestling company the host don't currently work for while he lays down on his bed. We try to keep it anti formulaic. And then you get 20 more minutes of ads. Then at the hour 42 mark. You get a one hour of incomprehensible literal who's talking into a sing star mic from 2009. Then at the two hours, 42 minute mark, we get 20 more minutes of ads. Then finally at the three hour mark, we get, uh, if you see disco chilling in the club, you don't just walk up to him. There's a little protocol and it goes something like this. That'd be 45 month plus tip. What podcast do you think that is? That was uh, keeping it 100 with. Uh, it's oh, funny because yeah. everything they said is so true, but I still find the podcast charming. I was just going to say I was I was that's why I was trying not to put it over too much because I was just going to say uh, I really like the show, if I'm being honest. But so, that is 100 uh, percent true. It is. There's so many problems. with it, But yeah, dude, I, I listen. No, that is literally the format to the show. It feels like. But I, you like the show, don't you? I like the show, but but you, that that is a real criticism. I mean, there's far too many ads. Disco for talking shit about people. Yeah, he's always laying in his bed. Doesn't <laughs> seem like he puts much effort into it. Conan sometimes isn't listening. Never hears the, the question. Then he just Never responds. Hears- you know his response coming a mile away. Well, half the time he doesn't get to respond. Someone there'll be so many times, and I wouldn't. You know, I don't send questions in, so it doesn't bother me as much. But there'll be so many times where someone will ask a question. And or like a three part question, like what was it like working with Kevin Nash? And do you have any stories about that or anything? And then it all they'll be like, yeah, but Kevin Nash was a good worker, and that'd be the end of it. Or they'll just do like one; they won't even answer the question. And there's so many times where there's an interesting part to the question, like, oh, well, who came up with that theme music? And what was your favorite theme music? And then he'll be like, yeah, I really like the race theme music. And they don't mention who came up with it or anything like that, or just <laughs> a lot of interesting parts that they never do. And sometimes there'll be an interesting question, and Di will interrupt, and Conan will forget or not care, and won't finish the question. The best, the absolute keynote moments of the show are, are when, uh, uh, you know, um, Conan explodes with rage. You know, every now and then it'll happen a couple times a year. He'll he'll be shaking his throat, you know, rubbed to rock. Yeah, it's weird at- because some it's you won't expect because a lot of times he's. He's he's in Iran or whatever, as he says. He's in Iran, not even fucking paying attention. And so, yeah, Diaz is Mike. You know, the little cheap piece of shit, little worm. Looks like his mic stopped working. You know what's ironic too? Uh, this I just say this now. It's just part of my vernacular. Is if something's lame or stupid, I'm like, oh, that's mega JoJo. Or that's I know. Joe. I catch myself doing that, and I think, why am I saying that? <laughs> it's good though. And then if know, you explain it, it, then you sound like a mega retard. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it it works so perfectly. Like, yeah, that's JoJo, dude. Uh, yeah, fucking hella JoJo. I'm gonna do that. Uh, all right, yeah. so let, let's move it along. I want to I want to wanna circle. Look, the only it's literally a podcast that probably gets about eight thousand listens an episode. They keep so saying that month for month, their uh, Patreon uh, grows. Uh, there, there's a website that you can go. It's like a Patreon tracker, and oh, uh, dude, they've they've been consistent of slight decline for like two years. 
they've been hovering around the 302 mark for you know literally since uh, probably about two years yeah dude have you, have you been hearing this billy body uh shit that's been going on with them yeah we can't talk about that we can't just talk about another podcast i know but podcast. it's just funny that everyone really hates the billy body guy and they keep having to defend him and the billy body guy, dude him getting his just, shit pushed in by that pop belly sean ross sap absolutely killed him he will never recover from that they dude, made him look like body such a fag never do do them any favors they always try to defend him and keep all the shit and he'll just never change anything about what he's doing yeah, he comes just on and rants about melter and then gives some half-baked take yeah yeah, then it's wrong. And then imagine he, if like they, Fox they always, News, oh. they always have to cover up his ass for as to why he was wrong. Like I told you, like it's always well. They he said that they were thinking about doing that and they thought about doing it. They just they went in a different <laughs> direction. They're like, well, that's not what. The, All right, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna spin it back to boxing. Now, look, the, I feel like the I I feel like the amount of boxing cards I'm watching a year is just going down, uh, uh, and it's not my fault. Uh, but you know, I, I'm I'm watching so few. So the last I know some good boxing fans that were serious boxing fans that now don't even follow the sport one iota. Yeah, because it's fucking gay. Well, anyways, the last card I watched was what I talked about earlier—that Javante Davis card. The co-main event was Anish Duran the Bomb Boots Bozo. So th- this young hype job, this young jogger, this young made man, this young motherfucking miracle, he got exposed by literally a Ukrainian train conductor in his last fight. I don't care that he won. I don't want to hear that the style was difficult. That guy was shit. I, I don't care if he pivoted his game plan and he won a decision, he earned it, or that guy fought negative. That guy was shit, and Ennis had he nothing for him. Negative. A literal train conductor. He did fight like a negative fight. If you're the next man, million dollar man, though, who gives a shit? You yeah, think Peter but it's McNeely a sliding scale. I mean, could fight a million dollar man doesn't mean you're the next Floyd Mayweather. I mean, you might be the next million dollar man, but you're going to be wor- you're definitely worse than the generations before you. So, well, look, I mean, I, here's what I'm sick of. I'm sick of seeing cherry picked guys for contenders to fight. You know, and I, and I do applaud the boxing's parody, right? But I'm getting tired of these cherry picked fighters. They're meant to be a showcase, and then well, you... this isn't a boxing. This isn't the parody that you're talking about. You're talking about yeah, the no, parody. this is not the parody. I'm uh, this about, is the yeah. parody. This is the C level guy, uh, or was Ennis is the C level guy that you want to see get mixed in there, but he's getting mixed in there with. F level guys, that's not the type of yeah. Ennis should be the guy stepping up to fight the other top guys. Instead, yeah. Ennis is in his own tier where he then kind of pulls from the real cesspool of boxing. Yeah, that's not really parody. That's the that's where boxing gets it wrong. But fine, just knock the guy the fuck out. You know, instead, how many times has it happened now? For, for years now, we've been seeing it. It used to be pretty rare in the 90s, you know, where it was a notable thing where we'd all kind of remember the times it happened. But these guys are, are cherry-picking guys to make highlight reels from, and then they shit up the ring, and then I have to listen to Al Bernstein, Steve Farhood, Antonio Tarver, fucking the guys from Barstool, try to tell me how what I saw is not what I actually just saw, and that that guy was actually better than I thought he was. And that actually when did it happen in the 90s? Uh, Francisco Petito Bojado lost on a on a HBO dark broadcast, and uh, who did he lose to? I, I don't remember the. Uh, um, he lost to a guy who went on to fight Gotti. Uh, oh, it was Jesse James Leha. You know that was already a journeyman at least. But uh, yeah, Bojado was supposed to blow him out, and Jesse James Leha pushed his shit in for twelve rounds, and he kind of never heard. I- of- Bojado I think just Jim Playhouse went on to win a title, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but there's three titles. It was a fake title, and it was only a title for him to then lose it to Gotti. Uh, so, so it was all fake. But anyways, 
yeah that that was a notable example from the 90s but uh okay. maybe that was even the early uh, 2000s but anyways who cares the, my point stands uh i'm just getting tired of seeing people cherry pick fights and then you shit up the ring and then everybody the whole fucking broadcast has to try to like you, you know psyop you gaslight well you did you watch the fight that that was good right fight. before that fight um uh, I remember it was uh, somebody got stopped in the last round. It was a couple of bozos. No, they didn't get stopped in the last round, but it was the same. They were, should have been on a collision course for each other. It would have made much more sense. But it was the re- speedy Rashidi Ellis, uh, you know, and it, who was actually his dad. Well, he got dropped in the last round, not that he got He got stopped. dropped twice in the last yeah, round. Yeah. And he lost. He ended up losing. So he lost. He lost to some bozo that he's supposed to beat when the good parody would have been him versus the, the – uh, uh, whatever, whatever the other guy's name is, Ennis. That would have been a, a decent fight, but yeah, Speedy Rashidi Ellis, who's actually you know who his dad is, who King of the Bozos, King Bozo, George Floyd, <laughs> Georgie Floyd is his dad. <laughs> yeah, he, he did this in his arm. Who was the guy that got killed by the uh, the Mexican guy in Florida? Oh, Trayvon. Yeah, Tra- Trayvon Floyd was his dad. <laughs> All right. Forward, yeah. Uh, so look, he would have been an airline pilot too. A lot of people don't know that about him. That he would have been a he would have been a pilot. He his his little cousin Boo Boo, his little cousin Boo Boo's picking up with George Floyd left off, and he finna be a pilot now. So that's actually a beautiful <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, so yeah. look, I, w- I want to talk about this. Uh, Broner, he had some fight. I don't know who it was. He's supposed to fight. I think right Red Cock, right I- Ivan Red Catch or whatever. <laughs> That guy's a fucking bozo. Yeah, I know he's a bozo, and it got canceled. So everybody's hating on Brunner Bron or whatever. And it's and it's like you know, I'm, I'm glad fucking... that one got canceled. That's what I'll say, Brunner. Good on you, Brunner, for seeing we didn't need that. So that that was decent. That was a decent move on his part. But yeah, like as much as we hate Brunner, he at least stepped up and fought everybody. Now he got his shit pushed he in. He fought everybody. Yeah, he he was never competitive, but he at least fought the guys. Uh, the the the, the current lineup of joggers is the absolute worst. Uh, uh, it's peak anti Kino, and and I, I wrote up a little something for you, and I, I'm I'm gonna. Broner made you hate him, and then he said, "Okay, I'm gonna do some fights that you know that'll." We wanted to see him lose, and then we saw him lost, and that was yeah, business. Yeah. He made his money. That, that, I mean, that's how you do business. All right, so I wrote this up, man. Uh, and I, and I really wanted. I'm pouring my heart out here, so I want to see some crying emojis in the chat. Um, all right, so uh, oh, and I'll, I'll be honest, the viewer actually sent this in. I didn't write it up, but I'm gonna read it. With a, it really connected with me, so it almost is as if I did write it. Um, sure. But anyways, I, yeah. and you know the freaks, they speak with my voice. I've, yeah, I've told yeah, you that too. All right, so this is about Javante Davis. Uh, Javante Davis represents the absolute DK of boxing. He's almost 30 years old and hasn't fought anyone good. His fights are the worst cherry picks I've ever seen, even worse than when Berto and Broner were coming up. You can see he wasn't worried at all about that last opponent. It's like PBC drops mice in the cage for a snake to toy with, and the commentators have the job of trying to make it credible to their gradually dumber boxing audience, too drunk to notice anything. Showtime was promoting gambling openly. The fighters were all promoting porn. The entire broadcast from the presentation, the music, and the commentators was complete ghetto trash. Farhood and Bernstein are remnants from the old era, but they're hardly noticeable in a sea of incoherent nigger babble. <laughs> Too long didn't read. Tank is a logical conclusion to a dying sport in nation. The absolute state of the semen slurping sport is in shambles. Wow, someone sent that in? Someone sent that in. And you yeah, just that's... know their fingers were shaking as they were typing. The, they had you know what we forgot to mention actually about that cheeks. fight? And I'm sorry, I'm sorry we keep going back to that fight. You know what we forgot to mention about that fight? Diego, we're going to be talking we're... about this fight at least until May. 
because I just checked ring schedule. I don't know one single name. For for any fight on TV for the next five months, I, I don't know any of their names. It's almost like an uh, AI just randomly generated a card. I've never heard of, I will never care of, and I will never watch. You Emmanuel Navarrete versus Liam Wilson? I want to see both of, I want to see both of them uh take part in the uh Funky Town Challenge. How about that? On the on the on the receiving end? The receiving end. Yeah, okay. Well, that might happen. It's in Glendale, Arizona. So it's not too far, but um <laughs> yeah. Uh no, I was going to say about that dang fight uh the whole broadcast, they would not stop. They were, first of all, they were in fucking George Floyd Capital City or whatever. They were in uh I want to say Washington, D.C., so nothing but Georgie Floyd's everywhere, basically. All right. Uh, so all they were talking about the whole time is how beautiful this is. A, we're, we're, enjoy, we're really enjoying ourselves in Washington, D.C., beautiful city. This is beautiful. Oh, so the people are so – this is an amazing city the whole time. And then halfway through the fight, did you see when the yeah. – the chimps got out, and there was a. It was the the inmates were running the asylum, and the zoo yeah, the zoo animals were going crazy. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, so it's just insane. And then they bring it up like they they are all. Then then you don't hear them talk about how beautiful the city was anymore. And it's just like how fucking stupid do you guys look now. You fucking ruined all your credibility. Well, so we well, all knew. CNN huh? actually covered CNN actually covered that melee that happened in the audience later that night, and they said it was a good night in Washington D.C. at the at the Tank Davis fight. It was mostly peaceful, and they said that, but in the All background right. you could see that there was yeah, absolutely <laughs> it was pan- jumping around, yeah, shit pandemonium, yeah. Yeah, so it was a mostly peaceful. Mostly night. peaceful, yeah. There was some unfortunate. Yeah, Anytime it's mostly peaceful, you can guarantee three white guys got curb stomped in the span of you know about five minutes. Somebody got robbed. Yeah, There's broken mostly. iPhones everywhere. Yeah, a couple of God. small fires. Yeah, yeah it's, it's mostly not... peaceful. He jumped out of the ring. I wonder what would have happened if one of them jumped out of the ring and jumped into the fracas. Man. Could be oh, dude, style. You think, I don't know. I, you I, think the I, fight would have continued, or do you think they would have disqualified him for doing that? I think they would have disqual- said, "Man, my mama in that man, my mama in that crowd, man, shit, <laughs> do one of those, man, that's for real." So and meanwhile, his mama's recording it for her fat ass TikTok. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Your mom's still gonna be collecting welfare at the end of this. You don't have to worry about it. This isn't gonna affect the welfare check. It's uh, look, let, let's be positive. Like, we're going hard on our kings and queens out there. Yeah, let's yeah. let's send them out. We got a couple more minutes. D Raz, I'm gonna pitch it to you. We had an experience this Christmas. We both enjoyed a movie that came out of left field, and that's called oh, okay. Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. Do you want to talk about the Royal Rumble? Or no? I do want to talk about the Royal Rumble real quick. All right, uh, I will say I watched most of that show about well, I just watched the two Rumbles in the Mountain Dew match. I watched uh, the Mountain Dew match and the Rumble in the main event. Yeah, it was all it was mostly boring and gay. The um the women's rumble Rumbles I, were cool. I thought the rumbles were terrible. Um, but the the women's rumble, I love it. That is my WrestleMania every year, bro. I, I can tell you. Did you watch it with your wife or no? She was uh she was not there. So I turned it up loud. I was keep rewinding it. You're dancing to the I music. I was dancing, I was doing my damn thing. Dude, if I was a little kid, I would have just been watching that with my dick out. Uh <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I loved it. it. It's absolute Kumar Kino, peak Kumar Kino. I was love it really the women's royal rumble. You didn't watch it? I was with my girl. I didn't oh, get to watch man. it. Oh man! Oh man! I did not get to watch it. Oh man! It was. Well, good. I, I remember. Last I don't even year remember who won, but it was good, man. Rhea Ripley won. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was. Woo! It was a good yeah, night. I bet it was. I bet it was. Um. Yeah, and then the men's. Uh, did I? Watch? I like the men's, man. I liked it. Okay. Here, yeah, I watched the men's. Here's my problem. I'll pitch it to you because I'm talking a lot. My 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 problem with the the men's rumble is you just see how shit the roster is. That the roster is so huge. They have so many shitters that have to be in that ring. I don't know who any of them are. There were like no surprises. Uh, I know. Other, other than a broke down Booker T. It's like, dude, the roster should be smaller. And Logan Paul. That was cool. The the the, the roster should be smaller, and you should be bringing in guys we haven't seen in years. But instead, it's like all these A-Town Down theories, Shan, Stam, the Brooklyn man. It's like all these guys, I don't know who the fuck they are, uh, but there, there's a thousand of them under contract, apparently. No, I thought the Rumble, Rumble sucked. Logan Paul could wrestle, though. That was cool. Oh, uh, yeah. He embarrasses everybody in that ring. Best wrestler of the show. Did you No, zero dues paid. Did you see his little clothesline, Buckshot Lariat? Oh, after, man. And that was after, you don't understand, that was after paying zero dues. He was able to do that flawlessly. Who's the guy who uses to... that right now? That's uh, uh, that's the fat guy, the cowboy. What's his name? Okay, uh, yeah, the millennial, the anxious cowboy, the anxious cowboy. Yeah, that's cowboy. his finisher. Yeah, the medicine's not working anymore. Yeah, he, they need crying. to put him. Uh, they need. He needs to never do. Yeah, he can't use that. Yeah, he can't use that. Oh, move I mean, anymore. that's. I'm not. No, you can't use that anymore because when someone's doing it five times better than you, you can't. Whatever, dude. Like now, it just looks worse. Imagine if. You know, that's here, and then someone else comes by, and you know it starts doing Goldberg level spears. It's like, well, Dude, the I way Logan does... Paul does that move, I'm convinced it it would work. Like if you could if you could vault over a rail and lay somebody off a clothesline like that, like the way he does, it, I'm thinking, yeah, he would knock somebody the fuck out. Because yeah, logically, I think about it. Imagine if he did that I to see, an unsuspecting jogger. When I see the cowboy do it, and I saw CM Phil do it. I look at it, and I'm like, okay, visually it looks cool, but logically, okay, it's stupid because you're landing on your feet. I mean, there is no propulsion. You're not. I mean, they just want you to do a. You would do a harder clothesline, just regular. But when I see Logan Paul do it, he does it so good. I'm like, oh, that looks harder than yeah, a regular. All that like line. kinetic momentum is preserved somehow, and it just explodes. Yeah, like, like you'd imagine yeah, if like, he did that to somebody who was just on their phone, unsuspecting. Like he would fucking <laughs> kill them. It looks like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or if, like if he did that, like let's say he was at a music festival. Less than a minute. Less than a minute. He vaulted onto the stage to clothesline somebody. That would really kill him. But, yeah, yeah, no, we saw Welcome on Roscoe Jenkins, Clarissa Shields, uh, sucking dick in the new year. And that's cool. Give you a review of Roscoe Jenkins. What made it good? What made it good? What made it great? Yeah, I, liked all the, I liked all the Roscoe Jenkins family members. It was cool. Yeah, it's how black characters should be written. It's how they should be written. <laughs> I, was a good, I love the roach-looking guy. There was, like, a roach guy. It's funny because every time there's a scene, we would co-opt it and be like, man, you would really make this scene good if that one crunchy-ass nigga walked in, and then they would do it. And it's like, that's <laughs> that my like, guy. That's this is when movies were still movies. Yeah, Roscoe needs to get They need to make more of them. He, he can make movies. That guy can make movies. I'm going to go out on a limb. It's my 2022 movie of the year. 2022 movie of the year and the contender for 2023 movie of the year. Yeah, and that, you know what? If you guys want it for the culture, go ahead. This is what you are.